You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We are honored, as in, talagang we are honored to, to have somebody along with us. Uh, he's not a guest. He's uh, very much part of the family. Actually po, uh, ang tampong ito ay uh, naging teacher ko. So take note, teacher ko. Alright? So para lang, gusto ko lang malinaw yung, yung aspetong yun. Uh, naging teacher ko po ito. At uh, I, I still remember way back 2004, when I was taking up yung sa School of World Mission, lalo pong tumaas ang aking, uh, ang aking respeto sa taong ito. And every time, you know, we would see each other, he would encourage me. And uh, still, noong na-estudyante pa lang ako, sabi niya, kung ano-anong encouragement na ang uh, kanyang sinasabi na noon, hindi ko pa maintindihan, hindi ko pa mag-grasp. Ngayon, lang, ngayon ko naintindihan na actually some of your encouragement came to pass. Thank you so much. You know, and so, uh, you know, si Pastor June, ang director po ng Asia Leadership Team ng Every Nation, a movement with a vision to establish churches and, and campus ministries in every nation. So far, every nation has established churches in 76 countries. Isa po siya sa susi doon. Siya po, wala po siyang uh, ibang uh, puso, kundi he has the passion to develop leaders. Yun po ang kanyang passion. Kaya mahilig po itong, talagang teacher po siya. Hilig niya magtuturo. Nagtuturo po siya, ikaw, pwede ka rito, ikaw, pwede ka doon. Talagang teacher po siya. Humanga po ako sa kanya doon. And at the same time, uh, his, his love for uh, missions uh, at uh, mag-strengthen uh, mag ng mga churches, yun po ang kanyang ginagawa. He holds a doctorate of missiology, degree from Asian Graduate School of Theology, and a master's degree in intellectual studies. Kaya gusto ko sumama rito, at least man lang masabing intellectual din ako. From Asian Theological Seminary. And his part, of the apostolic team, bagamat wala pa ho siyang apo, uh, of Victory Philippines, as well as chairman of Every Nation Leadership Institute. He also serves as the board of the Asian Theological Seminary and the Philippines Missions Association. An outdoor man, he loves biking, kasama po namin siya, nagma-mountain bike, and uh, ibang klase po itong tato. So, let's just welcome Dr. June Escusar. Again, thank you so much. Good morning to everyone. Thank you, Pastor Sonny, for uh, that kind introduction. Hindi po, in, hindi intellectual, intercultural studies. Ikaw lang ang intellectual. <laughs> okay, uh, how I came here is, uh, uh, we had a, I, I hardly am here because I always go to another country, maybe two, three countries a month, so I'm mostly out of the country. But for some reason, this whole entire month, I was here. So uh, last week, I preached in uh, Alabang, Akasha. And uh, pastor, in my conversation with Pastor Michael, he said, so where are you preaching this Sunday since you're not leaving yet? I said, oh, nga, no? Wala, siguro, ano lang, attend lang ako Akasha ulit. Sabi niya, bro, you should preach. <laughs> so uh, he said, you want me to text Pastor Ariel? Maybe sa hub, pwede ka mag-preach. So he texted Pastor Ariel. And at that time, Pastor Sani was beside him. So that is how we said, okay. So without uh, further announcement, uh, in a few days, I'm, I'm actually here. So thank you for this privilege. But really, I wanted to come here. I wanted to see uh, 
South Mall. I wanted to see the church. I've seen you only in Facebook regularly. Uh, all the updates, whoever's preaching here, I get to follow, but I never really get a chance to be here. So this is a special treat for me. Again, I want to honor Pastor Sonny. Like he said, we are friends. Uh, I love hanging around him, but uh, my deepest respect, I know that he's one of our pastors that uh, had natural humor and we love listening to him, but really his depth in the Word is amazing. He's a great teacher himself, but what I appreciate about this man, kahit na parating nagpapatawa sa atin, talagang ang lambot ng puso nito kay Lord. And uh, the one thing I, I know, if anything, it's in our conversation, this is a man after God's heart. He has a tender and a soft spot for Jesus. Marunong umiyak yan, di ba? <laughs> so, kaya paglaki ko, gusto ko talaga gayahin si Pastor Sunny. Alam ko, line niya yan, pero kailan ibalik ko rin sa kanya, di ba? So, praise God. If you haven't met my family, this is uh, my, uh, my uh, on my right is my wife, Gigi, for 28 years happily married, and very much in love if the foundation of your marriage is the Lord Jesus Christ. On my left is my uh, daughter, Rachel. She is graduating next month. Oh, no, this month. Hallelujah. So I have finally uh, ROI. I mean, sorry, I mean, uh, excited to see how the Lord is going to fulfill her destiny. She just successfully defended her thesis. My son, John Daniel, praise God, had finished uh, UP second year with really uh, an outstanding result. This time, you know how it is, engineering, if you can relate, in UP is a tough course, but uh, several, uh, I think half, more than half of his course were exempted for finals. So it's really, uh, really encouraging. And of course, not to miss is our dog, Obi-Wan Kenobi, whose secret identity really is an intergalactic warrior. That's our watchdog at night. So of course, Jesus watches over us but he growls when somebody, when we are in danger, okay? Uh, three weeks ago, I had the opportunity to be in the Gupan City. Just, uh, again, part of my thing is to give updates. Bihira lang ko nandito, kaya bibigyan ko lang kayo ng update. Uh, 30 years ago, the first church ever planted outside Manila is the Gupan Church, Victory the Gupan. It has planted six churches of its own. Diyan mo makikita pag healthy ang church, nagpa-plant ng churches. And then it grandfathered four other Churches, which means the church they plant, planted, so a total of 10 churches in 30 years. Uh, they have uh, five services, 1,250 members. Praise God. And uh, give the Lord a hand for that. Two days after my Dagupan, I went to Jakarta, Indonesia, because of this man right here. His name is Kenny. He owns a mall very much like uh, Gaisano Mall. It's in central Jakarta. Ang kulit. Kasi he wanted us... By the way, he is very close to the president uh, of uh, Indonesia. Yung picture na yan, gift mismo sa president yan. Current president of Indonesia, siya yan mismo, nakaluhod niya, yakap niya yung mama niya. At saka kaibigan niya ng controversial mayor ng Jakarta rin. So, ganun siya ka-influential. Ito yung mall niya, it's called Golden Truly Mall. Na, can you imagine ang pressure sa atin kung mag-decide ba tayo kasi ino-offer sa atin for free? However long we want to use. Meron siya 150, may 400, may 750, may 1,500. Nandito siya nung uh, Discipleship Convergence. Nag-attend. So ganun katindi talaga. He's a very influential person but really loves uh, victory and uh, every nation. 
Uh, two weeks ago naman, the week after, I was in Lipa for 15-year anniversary. I preached in the morning. It was, uh, again, yung picture dyan sa likod, yan makikita ninyo, that's a picture when it started with 30 people. 15 years later, 3,300 members. Amazing. Planted three churches, Victory Batangas, which is over 1,000, Tanawan, and Santo Tomas. Kaya, para ma-encourage lang kayo. And then the week after that, I think on a Wednesday, we have our School of World Mission graduation. So encouraging, 29 students representing 20 nations. But what excites me most, in line of our 2020 initiative, di ba meron tayong three countries a year? Three of those church planting teams in those nations are all represented in these graduates. Ang strategy natin, three countries a year. So far, God's faithfully given us three countries every year. Kaya this year, check na rin yan lahat. Azerbaijan, Cyprus, Maldives. Amen? Give the Lord a hand for that. Praise God. Alright, are you all excited for the word? Praise God. I am thrilled to preach on this series because the theme is about discipleship. It's a core value. We are serious about discipleship when it comes to victory. Why? It is Jesus' great commission. Nung si Jesus uh, pinako sa cross at He resurrected from the dead, on five different occasions, this is post-resurrection, He spoke to the disciples on five different occasions para bang sinasabi niya, kalimutan nyo na lahat, ito yung pinaka-importante, hindi nyo dapat makalimutan. At binigay niya ang commission, which is, to go into all the world and make disciples of all the nations. Sa victory, kaya makikita nyo, pag welcome kayo, welcome to victory, we're about two things. Number one, honor God. Number two, make disciples. Ganun tayo ka-serious about discipleship. At gustong-gusto ko yung pag-uusapan natin because we're looking at the nine qualities of a disciple. Bakit? Ayaw namin maging member lang kayo. Ayaw namin nag attend lang kayo sa church. We want each of you to fulfill your destiny, to fulfill the calling of God in your lives, for you to be able to touch the lives of other people because that is what God intended for your lives to be. Bakit po nine? Kasi ang definition natin ng discipleship, follow Jesus, meron tayong tatlo, fish for people, meron tayong tatlo, and fellowship with believers, which is what we are going to talk about today. Bakit naman forward? Baka sakali mag-isip kayo. Because the goal of discipleship are really spiritual progress. It means forward movement. That means you should be a better Christian this year than you were last year or six months ago. Kung kayo'y tatay, you should be a better father, a better husband, a better mom, a better student, a better employee, a better boss, whatever it is. Because Christianity is not about knowing more. Christianity is about our lives becoming more and more like Jesus Christ. God is not impressed by our degree and our experience and our education. The Lord is concerned about our growth, about our becoming more like Him in every way. Spiritual growth is another one. When you think of growth, you think of increase, expansion, development, build up, multiplication. I remember what Pastor Steve always say, don't ever put yourself in a position where you are not multiplying your life in the lives of other people. Kailangan, parati natin, parati tayo nag impact ng buhay ng ibang tao. Christianity is not just about us. We are all these men to be conduits of the blessings of God. 
Lahat tayo pwedeng gamitin ni Lord to touch lives of other people. Spiritual maturity is another goal of discipleship, which as we grow, we mature. We grow in wisdom. We grow in greater responsibility. Yung iba, 10-year-old Christian na, 15-year-old Christian na, hindi pa rin fruitful. Spectator lang, hindi pa rin take responsibility. God is not condemning you. I just wanted you to know that that is not God's plan for you. God's plan for you is to be able to live fruitful lives that bring honor and glory to Him. And finally, spiritual fruitfulness. And we're not just talking here about being productive. Fruitfulness is not just bearing fruit, but that the fruit you bear bears other fruits. In other words, we're not just making disciples. We are making disciple making disciples. We're not just after productiveness. We are after reproductiveness. In John chapter 15, verse 16, it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. God chose you to bear fruit. This is our heritage. Satan is a thief. Magnanakaw po ang Diablo. One of the things he wants to steal from our lives is fruitfulness, bearing fruit. He may not kill you, but if he succeed in making you fruitless, impotent, barren, fruitless, successful na siya. Don't ever let Satan allow you to be fruitless. Because part of your destiny is bearing fruit. And what happens if you bear fruit? It brings glory to God. But I want to bring your attention to that word go. You cannot bear fruit sitting down. You cannot bear fruit being passive. You only bear fruit when you become intentional and you become missional. You actually believe God for specific people and you start engaging people. Quick review of our Lesson so far, the week one, week one, two, and three covers the series on following Jesus. First, it spoke of spiritual disciplines, the value of the word particularly in our lives. Man cannot live on bread alone. You cannot know God's will without the word. You cannot walk in freedom without the word. You cannot be successful without the word. Only by meditating on the word and carefully Obeying the word will you have success and prosperity in your life. Second, essential doctrine. Why is that important? Correct belief, correct doctrine leads to correct living. The reason there are cults is because they have twisted scripture. Doctrine brings stability. The Bible says people are tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine because they don't know even the basic doctrines. But if you know, you cannot, hindi ka matitinag. You cannot be blown and tossed through and fro. You are solid and you become discerning. Third, life change. Because you will know real Christians by their fruits. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Kahit ilang beses mo sabi kristyano ka, hindi naman nakikita sa buhay mo, it does not bring honor to God. The fourth week starts the fish for men. It starts with understanding the gospel. Bakit kailangan maintindihan natin yung gospel? Because life and death is in the power of the gospel. 
Paul said, I am not ashamed of it because it is the power of God for salvation to anyone who believes. Ang Ibanghelyo ay may kapangyarihang maligtas ang tao. That's why we have to preach the gospel. We need to know the core message of the gospel. Number five, preaching the gospel. Because the Bible says, how can they hear without someone preaching to them? If people can preach, they can hear, they can believe, and they can call on the name of the Lord. And then, last week, ay yung discipleship mandate. Parang pinaka core message ng buong theme. The call for Christians to disciple. I'll tell you one thing. The greatest legacy in life are the lives we touch for God. What will bring meaning and significance to our lives, hindi lang yung sarili nating mapunta sa langit, kundi yung mga taong matouch natin. Simula dun sa pamilya ninyo. Amen ba? Kaya walang matanda o bata sa discipleship. Lahat pwedeng gamitin ni Lord. Amen ba? May merong, alam mo, pinaka-tragic na mangyari balang araw, yung tipong nakapila ka na sa ship line at merong goat line doon. Tapos yung mga nasa goat line, mga kapatid mo, classmate mo, kaibigan mo, gumaganyan sa'yo. Alam mo pala, hindi mo nasabi, you were not able to impart to them the life that you have. Kaya importante na tayo, discipled properly tayo, para hindi lang tayo mapunta sa langit. We are able to touch and impact the lives of so many people. Today begins the last three, which is fellowship with believers. We are now week seven, and we are looking at church community. Ang pinaka-specific goal natin dito sa ating... Uh, sa ating lesson today, is that believers is involved in the church. Kaya walang kabuluhan tong message natin pag hindi pa rin tayo ma-provoke maging involved sa church. Yan ang goal. Twofold goal to be involved in the church. Number two, ma-enhance ang ating relationship sa bawat isa. Okay? Growing in our relationship with one another. May I ask everybody to please stand up as we read our text today. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Verse 44, And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Father, it is my prayer that every single one of us captures the very essence of what it means to be a f- your follower, that we may continue to live lives that bring honor and glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone say, Amen. I have a few questions looking at this particular text that I want to answer. In relation to our topic today, the first question I want to answer 
Just how significance significant is church community? Why is church such a big deal to us? Since I got saved in June 17, 1984, I know many of you weren't born yet. I've never missed church in my entire life since 1984. If I was sick, I'll just take a bath and go to church anyway and get healed in the process. If I'm not here, it's because I'm somewhere else. I'm not, it's not that that doesn't mean God makes a big deal out of church. But that's the kind of conviction that's developed in my own heart. I'm not being legalistic about attendance because God, is not, that's not a big deal. That's not God's criteria, you know. That, it, that does not mean that if you have no, that if you're complete attendance in church, that somehow you're some kind of a super Christian. I'm just saying I'm a product of good discipleship. I was discipled well. When I gave my life to Jesus, just like the most important commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And I never took it back from 1984 until today. Never went through a season of backsliding. None of that stuff. Because, again, it's not because I'm a super Christian, but because I'm a product of good discipleship in a local church. Second question I want to answer, what is a church community? It's important that we clarify this again, as basic as that may seem. Number three, what makes a church community different from any organization or social clubs? You know, some of you might even say, mas masaya, kami. Mas masaya pa kami sa church. We're going to look at that and answer that question. And four, what lesson can we learn from the early church through the leadership of the Apostle Peter? Because this whole series... We are really looking into the life of Peter and what we could learn from him. So question number one. Let's go back to the significance of the church community. I would like to begin by looking at a quote from a book, Courageous Leadership by Bill Hybels. Because I believe he captures the very essence. Again, he's a pastor in America of over 24,000 members, which is mostly saved not by transfer but by evangelism. So this is one of the most respected, one of the respected leaders in America. He said the local church is the hope of the world. The local church have the potential to be the most influential force on planet earth. Churches can become the redemptive centers that Jesus intended them to be. Strengthen families, transform communities, and change the world. A force against which the very gates of hell will not prevail against. Imagine, by virtue of this description, imagine if the church really becomes what Jesus intended the church to be. Just imagine what would happen on earth. Imagine what would happen in Metro Manila. God intended the church to become redemptive centers that impacts families, communities, and impacts the rest. Of the whole world. Why? Because it was designed by Jesus to be a force to reckon with. A force against which the very gates of hell cannot prevail against. And this is not anymore the words of Bill Hybels because it came from Matthew 16 verse 18. Where Jesus told Peter, and I tell you, you are Peter and on this rock. The conversation prior to this was Jesus was asking, who do you think people say that I am? said, you are the Christ, Peter said. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that is when Jesus told him, on the basis of that revelation, on the basis of that rock, I will build my church. 
This, my brothers and sisters, is what makes church different from any social clubs or organization out there in the world. What makes it different? Number one, Jesus is the builder of His church. I don't think Jesus is trying to build any other organization that He's committed to unless it is for His purpose, but He's committed to build His church. Secondly, the Bible says the gates of Hades or hell will not prevail against the church. In other words, the church is destined to be a powerful force and there's nothing that will stand in the way of the church. And number three, if I will use some military terminology, the church is on the offensive, on the attack mode, not on a retreat mode. Why do we say that? It did not say gates of the church. What are gates for? Gates do not move. Gates are stationary. What are gates for? To prevent people from coming in. Satan built gates. So the church cannot come and destroy the gates and win people. You understand? So by virtue of this description, we are the ones on the offensive. And the promise is this, that there is no gates we cannot kick and destroy and take in the plunder for Jesus. But how many Christians have that kind of a paradigm? Most Christians are, they are the opposite. They are the gate trying to, being attacked by Satan, and they're just trying to hold out. Hopefully, they will not be destroyed. It's the other way around, brothers and sisters. We've been given power and authority to destroy the works of the enemy. The weapons we fight with are not carnal. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. Amen? So as such, we need to rise up and be the church God intended for us to be. What else? Is the significance of the church. I'll tell you one thing. Our relationships. It matters. It's a big deal. The way we relate is so significant. The word one another in the Bible is used 100 times just in the New Testament alone. Why 100 times? To tell us guidelines, commands, exhortations in terms of how we relate to one another as brothers and sisters in the church. 46 verses gives instruction to the church. 15 verses deals with unity of the church. 15 verses instructs Christians to love one another. Others includes exhortation to encourage one another, build up one another, pray for one another, be hospitable for one another. Don't lie to each other. Don't judge one another. Speak the truth in love. Bear each other's burdens. And remember, there's hundreds of these. Amazing. All instructions concerning how we relate with one another. And rightly so. Why? The second most important commandment of God. First, of course, to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. But secondly, to love our neighbor as ourselves. In John 13, 35, it says, Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And the negative effect is true if we are beckering and gossiping and politicizing and fighting each other. We become a disgrace to the world. Kaya may mga nagsasabi, mas close pa kami. Mas masaya pa kami. People leave church because they are so discouraged by politics and beckering and power playing. You know, I've been a leader in victory for 33 years. I'm the first pastor. 
I bear ID number 0001. First full time. I've been here from the beginning. I can honestly tell you, and you know, 33 years, we've grown so much, close to 800 ordained pastors, leaders that are 99% college graduate, young, dynamic, anointed, handsome, and beautiful, and you can add up to the list. And yet, no split for 33 years. Why? Because we're never about political agenda. It's about God's agenda. That's why I love our motto, honor God. It's not about the honor of man, not the honor of organization, not the honor of our mission. We love our mission, but it's not about it. It's about God. It's about Jesus. Amen? We don't worship personalities here. If anything else, we're servants. You go to the fort, there's no reserve parking for any pastor. If you're late, you go down to the most corner. When we have conferences, everybody buys tickets like everyone else. Because we try as our best, like John said, let me decrease that Christ might increase. That's a culture, self-effacing culture in the movement that we have. Psalm 133, behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing life forevermore. You know what happens when we are united? When we are united, first of all, God releases His anointing. That breaks yokes, that sets captives free. It does not only bring pleasure to God, He loves to release His blessing where there is unity. You want blessings to come in your family? Your anointing, maintain peace. Keep the unity of the Spirit. Difference of church community. What is the difference of church community from other organizations or social clubs? Misa sinasabi ninyo, eh, member naman ako na Rotary. Dami kaming ginagawa. And please don't get me wrong. Rotary has done many good things. It's a great social civic organization. Global. Tumutulong sila sa mga education. They've done many great civil service in our communities. Andyan yung mga soccer moms, di ba? Mahilig. Because their well-being of their kids is most important to them. Kahit nagbababad sila sa init, yeah, cheering. Yung iba naman, member ng mga fraternity. Sino sa inyo, one-time member ng frat dito? Ayun. Frating gutom, frating masaya, frating malungkot, di ba? Yung iba, member ng mga motorcycle club. Yung iba, they care for the Animals. Etong isa, Pastor San, hindi ko naman question yung ability mo to climb rocks, pero hindi ka pwede dito kasi pang youth lang to. And some are members of SSP. Samahan ng mga sawi sa pag-ibig. Ayan, sorry, nakalimuta ko. Kaya may medyo broken hearted. Pero don't worry, if you're member of Victory, pinagpipray ka naman namin dito. Okay ba? So, what makes us different? We are the body of Christ. Sinasabi dito, if one member suffers, all suffers together. Yan ang pamilya. Yan ang isang body. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Colossians 3.15, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. Say one body. And be thankful. 1 Peter 2.5 says this, You yourselves are... Living stones. Sino sa inyo mga 60s dito? Pinanganak 60s. Kaklarify ko lang, hindi rolling stones ito ha. Living stones. Okay? 
living stones are being built up as a spiritual house. By the way, I'm 1961, okay? Living stones being built. So individually, tayo lahat are individual living stones. Buhay na ba to? But if we come together for corporate worship, we become a spiritual house. Sambang any organization in the world na nagiging spiritual house where God habitates. Wala. Kaya kakaibang church. It may not be perfect, but this is what we are working towards. Amen ba? We do not say that, you, we, not, we do not discourage you from becoming members. You should be salt and light in organizations and civic uh, clubs so that you can influence other people for God. But what I'm saying is, iba ang church. Ibang church. It's a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Jesus. Third question, what is a church community? Ano bang church community? One, it's a body of believers called together to be a church family. Mga kapatid, talaga, kung merong isang expression ang church, ito yung pinaka, one of the pinakagustong gusto ko sa lahat, that we are a church community and a household of faith. Colossians, ah, Ephesians 2.19 says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. Household of God. Alam nyo, kahit na iba preferences mo sa buhay, iba social status mo, iba educational status mo, whether you like it or not, the same Holy Spirit that lives in Jesus lives in you and me, and we call on the same one Father, and that makes us brothers and sisters, whether you like it or not. Magkakapatid po tayo. Amen ba? Yan ang church. Two things we need to watch out for. Voice of insecurity. In-underline ko dyan ang mga words. Just because I'm a foot. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong. Voice of insecurity. Wala naman ako rito. Hindi naman ako pinapansin. Wala naman ako value rito. That's why people don't stick in church. Another voice is the voice of superiority. That I cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Either my way or the highway go. I don't need you. Guys, you are indispensable. Kailangan natin lahat. Ang analogy ng church ay human body. Amen ba? Imagine, kahit finger mo lang, na-expression na, na ba, nasugatan yung, kung, doon mo ma-realize how important a part is pag nasugatan, doon mo ma-realize, hirap na hirap ka pala, humawak ng mga bagay-bagay. Ganun ka-valuable. Sino ba sa inyo may spare parts dito sa body? Wala. Lahat importante. Every part is important. So, anong goal? Bakit tinuro sa atin ni Paul ito? Sabi niya, that so that there should be no division in the body. What is causing division? Ayan, insecurity. Hindi naman importante dito. Wala naman kabulan dito. Yung iba naman, pride. Superiority. Hindi ka kailangan dito. We need each other so that each part should have equal concern for each other. Bottom line, you need the church and the church needs you. Amen ba? Pero mukhang may kulang yata. Ano yung kulang? Yun naman pala. Ikaw, you, are missing. Pag wala ka, hindi kompleto ang church. What's a church community? It's the visible expression of Christ on earth. Ibig sabihin, hindi man makita si Jesus but because we are His body, tayo yung visible expression. Tayo yung vehicle niya to carry out His purpose on the earth as salt and light. Number three, we are a body of believers called to become disciples of Jesus. 
What is discipleship again? Follow Jesus, fellowship with believers, and fish for the lost. And number four, a people of God called to carry out the apostolic mandate. Hindi lang to para sa sarili lang natin. We are brought together as a spiritual family because we have a mission and our mission is no less than discipling all nations of the world. Which leads me to the last and final point, which is lessons from early church community. So, nabigay ko na lahat na introduction. Magsimula na, na, na. This is just a last point here. Brief background, Acts 1. Makikita natin, the Holy Spirit was promised. In Acts 1.8, di ba? The Holy Spirit will come upon you. you should. Then the commission was given to be witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Then Jesus was taken up to heaven and then Jesus was replaced by Matthias. Yan yung Acts 1. Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. Diba? There was an outpouring. And because people were bewildered, shocked sila. It even transformed the disciples. So Peter preached. He stood up and explained what happened beginning in what? Joel. And then he started preaching about Jesus, that this Jesus whom you crucified, God made him Lord in Christ. People were cut to the hearts. They said, brothers, what shall we do? Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. And then the next thing happened. 3,000 people got saved that day. People were crying out. Revival broke loose. But what is most exciting of all, it describes the fellowship of the believers that happened next. What happened next? Take a look again. I want you to take a look at the words. They devoted themselves, apostles teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, prayers, signs and wonders were happening. All who believed were together, had all things in common. They were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all who had need, attending the temple together, breaking bread in homes, uh, there's generosity, there's praising God, there's favor. The Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Bottom line, the main theme of the text we just looked at in all its specific description is the togetherness. In Acts 2, it begins, it frames it this way after the revival and now the church is beginning. It says, they devoted themselves. If you examine carefully, there were 10 things that they were devoted to. One, apostles' teachings. They learned the word together. Number two, fellowship. That's a time of sharing life together. In verse 46, it also spoke about they were meeting in temple courts and house to house. Temple court is corporate worship like this, but house to house is your small groups. Number three, there was breaking of bread. They commune with the Lord together. In verse 46, it also shows communion. Number four, prayers, agreeing in prayer together. Number five, signs and wonders. They were experiencing the power of God together. Eleven, there was sharing and generosity. In other words, they were meeting each other's needs. People that are well off sold stuff and donated to the apostles so that they can evenly distribute to those that have needs. That's why no one has needs. In number seven, there was corporate worship. They were praising God together. There was worship and thanksgiving in verse 47. Number eight, there was favor in the community. They have good testimony to the community together. Number nine, evangelism and favor. There's community witness together. And finally, church growth, doing mission together. 
This gets us back to the real purpose or the goal of why we preach this. Number one, people were involved. And if there's anything we want you to learn, this is it. You capture the essence. I am a church. I'm a living stone. I'm not just an isolated part. I'm connected to the body. Therefore, I had to participate. There was shared life, small groups, evangelism. They evangelized. They prayed. They worshiped. They gave. It reminds me of Ephesians 4, 16. That the, the picture of a healthy church is that every part function. Can you say that with me? Every part function. Secondly, people grow in their relationship. Why? Because of their devotion, not only to the work of God, but to one another. There's a lot of togetherness, a lot of one another's. And that, you know what I love to? The fact that they were doing this together, it seems to me they were having fun doing things together and sharing life together. But ultimately, the result is not just us loving each other and fellowshipping and enjoying each other. More lives were changed. A healthy church is marked by continual devotion to God's work in the world. People were getting saved and added to church. How often? Daily. And finally, at Pentecost, this is a prophetic act. They ministered to at least 15 nationalities, which means this. Church is not just for us. The Holy Spirit is not just for us. It is meant to impact the world, to see lives change day in and day out. It doesn't have to happen on the church on Sunday. It happens in your home, in your community, in your campus, in your offices for the glory of God. Amen? Can we give the Lord a big hand? Let's just bow our heads again, Lord. Thank you so much for this church. This is fairly new, Lord, our church here in South Mall, one of the most populated centers of Metro Manila. Thank you, Lord, God, that we could worship here, we could glorify you. But like what Pastor Steve always says, if there's unsaved people out there, we will never be big enough. Lord, help us to be conscious while we enjoy our time of fellowship, that there are other people that are hurting. Lord, are seeking fellowship in organization just to feel that they belong. Lord, this is spiritual family. You desire for our lives to bear fruit, fruit that remains for your glory. And so, Lord God, I break every curse of impotence and fruitfulness. I break passivity. And I pray people from this church will rise up and say, enough is enough. I turn away from liturgy. I turn away from passivity. And Lord, hear my, use me, Lord, to touch lives around me for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say, amen. Can we give the Lord a big hand? Thank you, Jesus.